Hey, what is up, guys? My name is Tigo. My name is John. And welcome back to the Level 1 Sidekicks podcast. Uh, we took a brief hiatus, and that's 100% my fault. I got... Uh, it wasn't completely your fault. We did have that AC malfunction. Yeah, we had an AC malfunction, but I also, like, I got really, really sick, and that's why we had to mess up on that stuff. And again, my apologies. I, I did want to do that stuff, and um, but let's just move on and, and move on with the next episode. Lots of things... Uh, to talk about especially since we missed the, the last E3's. couple of weeks um it's been some time um since e3 passed so we decided to just stop that thing since we did hear some feedback from our audience saying that it was way too much it was a lot of content a lot uh all on top of each other and so so we you learned know, from our mistakes the next uh thing like that we plan to make it shorter sweeter to the point yep absolutely um i think we hop right in man and i think we got to talk about the elephant in the room I think we have to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, just came out. I've watched it twice already on the day of release. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we're going to go spoiler-free. Spoiler-free as, spoiler as of right now. You've got one week. We'll, we'll do like a spoiler actual version maybe next week or the week after to give people time to watch it. Um, overall, without giving any spoilers, what did you think coming from someone who isn't a diehard Spider-Man fan like I am? Um... I'll tell you exactly what I sent to my coworkers. It was the plot was weak. I felt the plot was pretty weak, but the visual was stunning. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's exactly. So I think you're wrong. I don't think the plot was weak. I think the the story was well driven, and it was. Just because you can see moves being made, oh, just because also, the movie is predictable, that was very predictable. I also just that. because something is predictable doesn't mean like every story is predictable. Every movie is going to be predictable it, because yes, they all follow the, the same, same three act structure, right? Um, if you just go out and learn about the three act structure when it comes to film, you can see every move being made. You can plan your potty breaks essentially because you'll know when the move is made and you'll be like, okay, so this is a down point in the movie. I can go take a piss. That's what happened to me. Right. So I don't think the plot was weak. I think the plot is exactly what it needed to be. It was the last movie in phase three of, you know, of that Avenger saga. I think it puts a nice bow on it really, really well. And I think, you know, it, it does it does a really good job of saying, you know, phase three was phase three, one, two and three. Thank you for being awesome and thank you for being what you are. But now it's time for phase four. This is the last movie in phase three, as we all know. But now it's time for phase four, and we're going to, you know, drop a bombshell on you, and we're going to get the ball rolling in phase four. And I think that's what this movie does really, really well, setting it up. I think this is the first Avengers movie, in my opinion, that, for me, like, I actually enjoyed on a deeper level. One, because it's a, a Spider-Man Spider movie, right? Yeah, yeah I love Spider-Man. Um, I used to have the Spider-Man encyclopedia. I know everything about Spider-Man. I know all of the girlfriend's names, how they die, who they died by. I know all the villains and things like that. And it was disappointing um, that we hadn't seen a Spider-Man villain yet, right? In any of the movies, we haven't seen a real Spider-Man bad guy. We haven't, we well, haven't seen... Green Goblin as a bad guy? We haven't Hobgoblin? seen him. We haven't seen any of them. In the, in the Avengers? Oh, in, in the newer version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I thought you meant just I don't, in general. No, I don't care about those guys. They, 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 <laughs> do, they did a horrible job portraying Spider-Man. I'm sorry. Tobey Maguire was not a good Spider-Man, and then neither was the Andrew Garfield. Like, they weren't good Spider-Mans. They were great, and they were visually entertaining, and it was fun to watch, but they weren't good Spider-Man stories. Um, but we're not here to have that discussion. We're talking Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and this Avengers universe, right? And I think they did a really, a really, really good job with Mysterio. Like... We all know that that's the guy in the movie. He's one of the, the characters in the movie. Um, you're, you're getting into spoiler territory. No, I'm not. Um, we all know that he's in the movie. And I think that they followed, they followed the story really, really well. Coming in as a comic book you know, reader and, and knowing the origin story for Mysterio and all of these things, you know, yeah, I could see every move being made. Yes. But I still enjoyed every single one of those moves. Honestly, there's only one move I didn't see come in. And you know, so you, don't you, want, you know you don't want to you know what I'm talking about. I'm just gonna keep it fake. There's one. I knew it was it had twist. to ha it had to happen, and I knew it was gonna happen. And the problem was I knew it was gonna happen, and it disappointed me anyway. And we can talk about this again. We'll come back few, to it in, in, a, in, week in so. a week or so yeah. when we do our spoiler cast version of this. But overall, it's a movie I would go back and watch. Hey, I've went twice, and I thought the plot was weak. So that's saying something. 
Um, but what do you mean by the plot is weak? Give me, give me an actual, without giving spoilers, obviously. Give me, like, what do you mean the plot is weak? Like, give me a story. Like, if you can't do it without giving spoilers, give me a story that you think the plot is actually strong. I felt like the substance was weak. I felt like it was just uh, driven to what they wanted it to be. I felt like it, they could have put more direction into actually guiding the um, the characters and the actions that they perform. I just felt like it was a bit forced. It was good... uh, okay. We're gonna need we need to, we're gonna need to revisit this yeah. next week because I want to know exact examples because I don't. I might be looking at this movie with rose-colored glasses. Yeah, you, I 100% you can. Just like I, I can admit that. I can admit it with Will Smith movies, <laughs> and I know, I know you're doing this with uh, Spider-Man movies. Like again, I can I can admit that, but I don't. I yeah I, I guess like there are certain places where I feel like the forces the plot was being forced, but I think that was the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie was that the plot was being hey, hey, you know like going. forced. I'm not John. Calm down. Um, Tread, I think that's. Lightly. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like again, I think that was the whole point was to make it feel forced. This is the end of the big thing, and I think that. I don't know. I feel like that's the moves that they got going. That's, uh, that's what they had here's doing. Here's a little bit of spoiler, but not really. Uh, there's two post-credits after the movie. Yeah, sure both very them. important. Both very important. They yeah. set up um, They set up the, the universe. The next phase of Marvel Yeah, universe. like literally. He gave me the worst breakdown of it. I asked him, I was like, so what are these two things? Are they Are they both like putting a bow and wrapping up phase three nicely? I didn't want is to it, spoil anything, so I just... Is, it, is it phase four related? Don't... I, that's all I asked. I said, yes or no? And he said, yes. And he's like, oh, one puts a bow on phase three and the other one sets up phase four. And he was wrong on both accounts. Like, they <laughs> both... They're both game changers when it comes to end credit scenes. So... Uh, as nerds and as fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I'm not just talking us, I'm talking about all of us. All of um, us as a community. Yes. You, we know you're going to watch it, but if you had a doubt in your mind to maybe not watch it because maybe you're oh, going like, like, to get a shawarma like you might get a shawarma scene or something. Yeah, there aren't any shawarma scenes. This, the, the, this the, is very important. The visual, like, the visual like, effects that they have, well, it's not the same in, like, at home. It's like something you've got to watch in the big screen. Now... I know that, so I just talked to Maddie, right? She's on her trip to, yeah, to France. Yep, they're going to France. Um, and she said that she, she had this conversation with you where that you believed that the movie was visually... Um, stunning. Stunning. Yes. Well, yeah, obviously. But what did you feel about the quality of the visual effects being oh. done and being performed? This is coming from someone who's not a, like a film major and knows all the intricacies of it. What did uh, you think? There were scenes where I thought, like, this is all CGI. Well, of course. But, it's like, it blends so well. Okay. So, I thought it was a great, like, great CGI. Like, okay. it was done well. For all the viewers out there, John's watched this twice now, and I don't think he's caught it. I watched it once, and I caught a bunch of them. There are a couple of discrepancies that what? happen in the CGI. I can't say it without giving spoilers, so I'm not going to. Give me a hint. Okay, I'm not going to. Like, we can talk about this off podcast. First or second? What? First or second? I'm Major not one. No, I'm talking about... Shut up. <laughs> um, there's, a there's, there's a couple of inconsistencies in the VFX. I think they're fun little Easter eggs. Um, they don't affect the movie at all. They're like, they're little... Like, they're leaks. tiny little moments. Like, it's... They're minuscule moments. They're things that if you're not inherently looking for these mistakes, which, which is I what I do it. when I watch a movie, right? I can take I in the plot and watch for these mistakes. I was. I caught them. I, I saw at least two or three things that were just like, oh, yeah, that's, they just, they just messed up here. They messed up there. Um, and so, yeah. Honestly, I love the movie. I'm excited to see what we do with Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man's going to be the new... Um, Iron Man? No, it's going to be the new, like, well, yeah. But in the sense that Iron Man, not like the new Iron Man in the way that they want to tell the story in that way. I mean the new Iron Man as in he's going to become the center of the universe now. You know? Um, Tony Stark, in the first three phases, he had the most movies. He had one, two, three, and four. He was in the most movies. He was in almost every single one of the Marvel films. Um, in one way, shape, or form, I think what we're going to do is we're going to see that, but with Spider-Man. And I think that's brilliant. I think that's the right way. My shift. 
Um, I think that's the right way to do it. You know, if you're going to have Endgame end the way that it does, I think the only good centerpiece to have is Peter and Spider-Man and that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, I think since we're on this thing and since we're releasing this tomorrow, right? Um, tomorrow. Since it's out, it's July 3rd, right? July 3rd. We recorded July 2nd. Yeah. Release date. Yeah, so that we could talk Spider-Man. I think it's only since there is the 4th of July coming, right? Happy 4th, everybody. Um, 4th of July, Stranger Things. Yeah. That's that's where I kind of thought we should go next is um, Stranger Things. We're getting a lot of, with Stranger Things, we're getting a lot of, obviously, news, publicity, and things going on. It's For big. Example, the coach. But is this, is this, and we'll get to that later. I, since I don't really care for Stranger Things, I haven't watched it yet. I know you can flame me in the comments. I should go watch it. But as someone who likes and enjoys Stranger Things and is probably going to binge it on the fourth, you know, like that morning of. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. What are you expecting? Like, what are you? What are you expecting? Is this the final season? I don't know. Is this? Is it, are they wrapping up this show? I don't believe they what are. What season are they on? Season three. Oh, so if if we follow the Netflix uh, tradition, I, we've got one more season. I feel like they might just uh, do it based off like the popularity. Well, Netflix doesn't believe in that philosophy. We, I think not? we've talked about this off of stream, so I'll bring it up on stream, and then you can answer that question. Is uh, Netflix does not believe in doing seasons of shows just because it's a successful show. They want to tell stories, and when they finish the story, they're not going to force it. Um, and that's why shows get canceled. That's why shows just kind of go from beginning to end that they don't get, like they don't keep on going. A great one is that, what's that movie where the people like can feel the other people that you and Sensate, is that it? Yeah, Sensate, yeah. Sensate is, is one of those things, right? They told the story and then they just ran out of budget because it wasn't that popular, like. It was popular. No, it was, it had a cult following. No, it did, not, it did not have a cult following. It was literally like one of the highest, like, watch shows on netflix i've watched that i showed it to you before you know it wasn't that popular because it was a crap show and people enjoy crap um <laughs> so so yeah it was just a so they went back and they re, redid it if it was a popular show why would they pull the budget read it online i showed it to you i don't mm. remember exactly what it said it had a cult following it. It, it, a cult following. it was a very successful show being a successful show does not mean it's popular yes it does no it doesn't not at all. You can have a successful show and it not be popular. We can look at the stats later. We can look at the stats later, but I don't think... I think it had enough mon It had enough views to be a successful movie or a successful series, and then they did the movie to wrap it up. But I don't think it was... Oops. I don't think it was, like, popular in the same sense that, you know, like, the Defenders were, like Daredevil was. Daredevil was... Had way more... Like, I would believe had way more viewers than Sense8 did. But again... They want to tell a story, and they don't want to keep going. So with that being said, and you knowing that, Stranger Things, what are you expecting? What are you... Because again, I have no idea. What are you expecting? What do you think is going to happen? Is this the last season, do you believe? Like, what are your over, What's your overall general consensus? That's the thing about Stranger Things. I, don't, I have no idea whatever... Anything's going to happen. It's quite random. And that's why I enjoyed the show so much. Okay. So, but, like, give me, like, expectations for the season. It can be a random show. Like, Psych is a random show, and they just announced that they're doing a second movie. Oh, and that's I can, exciting, yeah. Yeah, and I can still give you predictions of, like, what I expect. I expect Sean to be an idiot. Yeah. I expect Gus to be stuck up. I expect Lassie to be Lassie and, you know, all of that stuff. So, you can have expectations, even though if you don't know where the plot's going to go. I expect it, you know, I expect the second movie to be... Um, a comedy with semi-serious moves being done in it. It's going to have this super serious tone, but, you know, Sean is going to lighten up the mood. So you, with you knowing that, you know, you watching Stranger Things, what are you expecting? Uh, like, even if it's not plot points, but, the, like, the, what's the, the, the whole... Uh, for those that don't know me, I'm horrible with names. So I'm just going to refer by their characteristic features. Uh, the guy, the, young, the little young boy, with the curly hair. Oh, uh, no teeth? Yeah, but oh, toothless. No, that, that's uh, that's the dragon. That's the dragon. That's one. the dragon in How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, How to Train. That. Well, the the guy, the guy with uh, like no tooth. Uh, Teeth. I feel like um, 
He's gonna um start going more into the darker side of season three. Like there's a darker side? Like a uh, more sinister, evil kind of like atmosphere kind of thing. Aren't they like twelve? Yes. So, we see, so he's gonna become a bad guy? Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be a bad guy. See, I need see, to watch this show. We we see in season two um how he becomes very attached to uh one of the other world creatures. And he literally tries hiding away from his friends so that they won't kill it. So I feel like he's going to become, like, you know. He's going to become the antagonist. Exactly. Antagonist or anti-hero? Antagonist. Mm, interesting. I don't, think, right. I don't think he'll be an anti-hero. Okay. I just had to ask. Again, I don't watch the show. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really care for it. But, yeah, lots of promotions happening with the Stranger Things stuff. Um coming out obviously um we're going to be doing the stranger things new coke blind taste test expect that real soon um and i actually mean real soon we're actually going to be doing that um we'll record it tomorrow probably say friday you work tomorrow no tomorrow i have off i asked you if you work tomorrow I like said I 30 off. minutes ago and I you said, said you off. worked you literally said yeah i work whatever yeah we'll probably record it tomorrow we'll um, around friday well yeah Maybe. Might just release it on the fourth. Tomorrow's the third, dude. Oh yeah, we could definitely do that. Yeah, we'll remember, release remember it with where? Sense eight. Yeah. We'll release it with Sense Eight. Sense Eight with Stranger. We'll Things. release it with Stranger Things season three. Yeah, probably. That'd be a good talk, idea. Talking about um, releases and stuff like that. One Punch Man. Finally, finally. Season two has finally ended. Oh no, I can go watch today. <laughs> I can finally go watch. So tell me how I went to watch One Punch Man, and I found out that I started too early. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting because it was going to blow up on Facebook. I have a lot of friends that are in the same boat as me. You can't. I cannot, with One Punch Man, wait week to week with it. So um, I waited. I just waited. He waited. Um, it's exciting, man. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to catch up and... Um, and, you know, I don't know. I just want to know where the story is. He just no, ended saving um, the world. Like, where can they go? He's still, he's, well, well um, is he a C rank at the beginning or is he a B rank? He's a C rank hero, right? In the beginning of season one? At the end of season one, beginning of season two, he just punched the, he just punched the meteor and. I think he's C rank. He's still C, right? Yeah. He's the top of C. Yeah. And I think he just got up. Upgraded to B, maybe? Ah, uh, whatever it is. Oh. I'm excited, man. I'm going to go back because it's... there. Like, it is short. The series is relatively short. I'm going to go back and watch season one and then go straight to season two. Well, um... Personally, because it's on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, is Hulu. It, Hulu. Hulu. Uh, personally, um, after I've watched One Punch Man season one and two, I went to read the comics. They are ridiculously short. Yeah. It's like... No, no. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like... Yeah, yeah. Well... What? Like four or five pages. He's like, what, what's going on right now? I was like, yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, like four or five pages. It's ridiculous. It's Super like, short. And, it's, and, and it makes sense because like the episodes feel short as well, but they're not. Yeah, no, no, no. It, 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 they've, they've mastered the art of telling a story in a, in a small amount of time really, really well. You know, they've, uh, they've been able to tell stories really, really well in a short amount of time without having to go super in-depth. So, so yeah, One Punch Man, I'm really excited to finally catch up. I know that there's a lot of people that have been, you know, going, um, like, have been following it along. Yeah, have been following along with it, um, and it's kind of serious. Now, we had this conversation off of podcast, and I'm bringing it back up. All right, what is it? Anime. Anime, what about it? Oh, yeah. Now I remember exactly what you're talking about. So, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring it up. It's uh, my you, topic you bring because it up. I'm you bring right. You that. And you're wrong. Okay, guys. So me and John, we've been having this, Argument. or we had a uh, discussion, debate, discussion, debate, debate. You can have a respectful debate. It is a debate. It's not a discussion at this point. All right. We've it wasn't a debate. It was a debate. We've, we, we transitioned from discussion we, we to debate. It started debate. as a discussion and it transitioned into a debate. Here's the debate. John has no answer for this question. He does not have an answer for it. But he stands behind something that's meaningless with no backbone and no spine. Now that I've set this all up to show that I'm a little bit more right, <laughs> anime. I posed the question, what is 
anime, right? What what is considered? What differentiates? Yeah, what is considered an anime? What differentiates a cartoon from, from an anime, anime yeah. right? And what normally what people would believe and what people will tell you, and this is what I think is wrong, and I think this is what John believes without no, knowing no. that this is what he believes, is that an anime is a cartoon made and released in Japan. And I say, no, that's wrong. Anime is a type of storytelling and a type of visual representation that was started and popularized in Japan, but has been adopted in the rest of the world. The example that I always go to is Avatar The Last Airbender. I thought it was Code Lyoko. We, were, we started we on the Code Lyoko, but I look at it as um, Avatar The Last Airbender is the perfect example. If you ask people... Without people knowing where that, that series was made, is Avatar The Last Airbender an anime? Most people will say yes, even though it was produced and made in China. So, I stand by my thing no, where... No, it was made in America, wasn't it? No, we it was made in China. It. We checked it. Was it America? Was it America? Yeah, we checked. We literally we, Googled it. I, no, I thought... It yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was made in the States. Which one was made in China? It wasn't called Lyoko. Lyoko was made in France. There was one that was made in China. I got them right. confused. Whatever. Avatar The Last Airbender was made in the States. And again, it follows that animation style. Yes. Follows that storytelling technique that we see in anime. Over-dramatized fighting scenes. Cutaways. Um, very particular uh, storytelling techniques. Jump cuts. Things like that. Um, not what you would traditionally see in a film. You know, you have these jump cuts and these pans and things. That you only see in anime. And then John. And I, we've gone back and forth. Where he still hasn't given me an answer. And I'm going to give him a chance to speak now. Whereas what is an anime? What do you consider an anime? And he still has not given me an answer. And I'm hoping he can give you the audience an answer. Today. Well that's an extremely difficult question. Um, people still go on the on both because i uh you know how my um habits are when i ever i get obsessed with something i just like google search it to no end well he literally in this in this debate i i posed my arguments and i posed all of my stuff and i don't know but maybe you can admit it i made a lot of really good points because I started up bringing things that everyone would consider animes that aren't made in Japan and don't follow that traditional mold of what you would like, what pe normal people would consider anime. So then John just stopped talking to me, not because he was upset, not because he didn't want to continue the debate. He absolutely wanted to continue the debate, but he went on like, was it like, was it an hour and 20 minutes? Like he got to page like, 20 or 30 in Google. In Google search, yeah. Just like clicking to find different people's answers and going in through forums. And I was like, dude, the most time I've ever spent on a forum is on Reddit when I'm trying to find a stream to watch hockey. But like, other than that, like, page 30 people on Google. Have yeah, you ever I, gone past page two? I do get obsessed sometimes. Um, yes, um, while I was uh, searching it up on page 20 and so on. Um, I came to a general consensus. It's like people who watch a lot of anime get this like thirst sense, which like you get the feeling that this is an anime when you watch it. It's kind of like, uh, oh, it's hard to explain. And the, the thirst sense is so hard to explain. It's like a Peter Tingle. Like a Peter Tingle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. It's like hard to explain. So like people that are like into anime as I am or other otakus, Okay, keep going. You don't need a. You don't need a. You know, um, uh, they don't really. They can't defend. Um, like tell the difference from an anime and cartoon because they're both uh animated moving pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tigo Wynn said it's because of the art style. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what really got me like into this uh Google search was uh Code Yoko, because uh Tigo was saying Code Yoko has an anime art style, and I agree with him completely. But the feel that it gives when I'm watching Kodioko is in an anime kind of feel. And that's why I was arguing against it. And I was trying to see why this is so. And that's why I went to a, like a long, uh, long tangent search of Google. And all came with um, different opinions from other people. Some opinions I agree with, some opinions I didn't agree with, such as um, 
the content of the maturity levels is intended for kids, while it's um anime is intended for more like general population, adults, young kids. Well, cartoons, you know, car- just kids, right? No. Generally, my dad, my dad came to this country when he was nineteen, and he watched he watched Tom and Jerry. He watches Tom and Jerry to this day. No, but and it's, Tom and Jerry it was, was, it was, ge- it was generally manufactured. Say sorry to Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Tom and Jerry, I'm sorry. Best cartoon but, ever but made. But generally, no, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely. I'm just being a jerk. No, but Tom and Jerry's for everyone. Yeah, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Uh, yeah. Um, and that that's like, yeah, I, I kind of see that, but it's not always true for anime. It's just it's the feel, the third sense that you get as you like watch more and more anime. It's just hard to explain. No, I get where you're coming from, but my thing is, is like I can't take your argument seriously until you can formulate exactly. and put it into words, with right, you. with tangible points. Because I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. Um, I would not say I am an anime, like like a fan. Um, I I enjoy animes. I enjoy watching them as he long as the story. The more mainstream animes, which everyone not necessarily about. like. I like I hopped on the Code Geass train way before it was like I, I hopped on Code Geass when it was airing. Yeah, I hopped on like right when it finished. A buddy of mine was like, "Dude, I just finished this anime," and I was like, "Okay, I'll watch it." I still to this day, it's my favorite anime. I'll say it's the best anime I've ever watched. Is Code Geass? Oh, it, it, no, the best anime I've ever watched. Code Geass. If you say anything else, you're wrong was monster i felt it was just breathtaking you could argue with me whatever but that in my opinion is the best anime koki is stunning stunning but monster is so higher there okay but like but that's my thing right like so i wouldn't consider myself like a super avid like i have a hard time and I know I'm gonna get flamed for this but i have a hard time watching animes in japanese oh no no there's a there's it's understandable there's a lot of, I just can't, like, I get introduced to the animes when they're speaking in English, and then I have a really hard time going through it, like, in Japanese, um, just because they speak, they like, they speak Japanese differently, right? Like, Japanese is obviously a different language, yeah, it's but more it's not just, it's not that, that's not what I'm getting at. It's the way that they say things. There are certain words and names that get translated no matter what language you speak in it. A great example is Naruto. I was introduced to Naruto when I was in middle school. Yes. I followed it up until the end of Naruto and Shippuden started. Um, and I never watched Shippuden because it took a while for the English to catch up. So yeah, the only had way, a lot of filler, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, so I could only watch it in Japanese. And so when I would watch it in Japanese, I had a really hard time doing that because, like, the way that the people, they say the names. It's last Naruto. name, first name. Right? Naruto. And I have a really hard time with that. Because I've learned his, his name is Naruto Uzumaki. But his Japan, name is Sasuke they... Uchiha. But in Japan, you lead with the family name, and then it's your name because obviously, name. right in Japan, family is the big thing. So yes. you go, you lead with your family name, and then you go with your name, right? But like I had a really hard time with that, and then even reading the um, like the subtitles. And like the dub, and it was just like, okay, not the dub, but the subtitles was, it was hard because it wasn't like Shadow Clone Jutsu. You know, it was different. So I had a hard time adapting because of those things. Now, One Punch Man is different. I've never, I've watched One Punch Man in English. It's ridiculous. I watch One Punch Man in Japanese because I started watching it week to week in Japanese. So I'm used to that voice. I'm used to those styles, and I understand what's being written. But if I start in English, I can't go to like Japanese. Like, oh, I have it's a really understandable. It's like uh, people just get accustomed to one way. That's why like people aren't that into anime because they're more used to cartoon styles and stuff like that, as well as uh, sub English subtitles and stuff like that. Um, I'm the same way with uh, One Piece. I started watching One Piece in English dub. Mm-hmm. And when I try transition into the... Um, Isn't One Piece still going on? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, ridiculous. Uh, when I transitioned to um, the Japanese sub, it was just like... It was just it off. Was you off. couldn't get it, you, right? You couldn't get into that And a motor. big part of me for that was I love the voice actor who does Kakashi. Kakashi. And he's also in Code Geass. He is one of the Royal Knights or whatever. Uh, he's the blonde guy. And... Um, and uh, so I just love his voice acting. So when I went to Naruto and I watched it in Japanese, 
I could not stand the voice actor for Kakashi, and Kakashi's my favorite character. Like, when he became Hokage and stuff, I was like, yes! Um, <laughs> he's my favorite character. I love his story arc. Um, I love Kakashi. Um, but yeah, back to what I was ultimately saying, which is, even though I'm not the biggest anime fan, you know, you are right. I do watch a lot of the mainstream animes. Um, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. They're mainstream for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. I do watch most of the popular ones. I'm not going out of my way to watch these new up-and-coming, like, you know, if it's coming from Funimation or something like that, like a company that I'm aware of and that I believe in, I'll go watch it. Um, or if it's getting a lot of hype, yeah, I'll go watch it. Um, and it's just because this is going to sound really conceited. <laughs> just like, I don't have time to fit in. Yeah, like, like everything. It's like, right? uh, like, I, like I'm still, I'm trying to catch up on Psych because of the Psych movie too, because I love Psych. Oh, Psych is great. Um, I'm still trying to catch up on I'm still like Titans like, and stuff like that in the DC universe, which we're going to talk about next. I know that this is like kind of old news, but I do want to know your opinion on news, it. Yeah. Um, and all of this and stuff. And so there's so much stuff out there. And then you've also got to talk about all of that side work and all of the projects that we're doing for Level 1 Sidekicks and the meetings and the things that we're having you behind jobs, closed doors, job, wife. That you're trying to catch up with. <clears throat> and it's hard to multitask that. And then especially when you go into an anime where it's in Japanese, so you have to read subtitles, so you can't like just put it on in the background and still get work done, yeah. which is kind of our main way of consuming content yes right is putting it on in the background that's how i try to find good shows watching without watching as if we were watching right um it's how i consume movies and things like that i i I enjoy it it allows me to be productive but still consume the content that i want to um i i understand where you're coming from code not code kiosk code lyoko 100 percent is something different it does have a different vibe it does not have it it has imagine taking anime and then turning it into 3d that's what code lyoko yeah it's like a more cgi kind of thing yeah um and i totally get what people are where people are coming from when they say things like that and they agree with you not gonna argue main reason why i started code yoko is because it has an anime art style and that's my thing is is like i believe anime is an art style not a country of origin or anything like that i believe that if you tell stories in in that anime style-esque um you're considered an anime in the same way like there's different types of animes right like there's different yes. genres of like animes and things like that like not the like, japanese are obsessed with boobs a hundred percent. Well, it's because there's such a. I have a whole theory on that. I'm not gonna go into it on a podcast and be discriminated and not discriminated, but like I don't want to. I don't want to say things that aren't. You don't want to step on the ethical line. Yeah, I don't want to step over that line. I have theories. I have theories about everything, um, but that's not that's not the point. <laughs> um, so let's move on to here, and then we can kind of talk about our last two things, and then get out of here because I got to work in the morning. We just got let back from a late viewing. Uh, of, uh, I, I felt like this is something that we need to mention. AMD Ryzen. It's coming out in four Again, days. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. It's like, Again, it's pushing the barriers of AMD Ryzen. Great. Like, that's awesome for AMD. And yes, it's going to tell, like, it's going to make NVIDIA step up their game, which is awesome. But that, it still does, like, I don't think it's that big of a game changer unless you own stock in AMD like you do. Well, the main reason why I want to bring Ryzen up is. The fact that it forces uh, Intel to lower the prices on their current models. I don't think it does. I don't think they will. They did. Well, that's because... They did. They will. Not because, they did. N- not because of that. It's because it's already old. They do this. This is kind of their trend. Isn't the new processors, they've been out for like six or seven months. So they drop the prices because but, they drop the prices around this time every year. $400? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. We're going to look this up. Uh, so I don't it, think it's that big of a move. It, it is. Um, they lower the prices. As soon as um, July 7th comes out, it will determine whether Ryzen was a success or not. Because the official benchmarks will be released. Well, And there was um, recently a benchmark for the Ryzen 5, which is not their top model, which it says that it beat the single thread, um, single thread performance on... Right, um, the 9900 i7. I don't know. You're the one following all this stuff. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's a huge deal to you. I don't think it changes this dude. Like, it doesn't change the scape or the the. Okay, it drops the prices for 
for a little bit. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Now you can go get the Intel processors for cheaper. But I don't think, like, dude, until it happens, I'm not going to have faith in AMD to overtake Intel or anything like that. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. But my thing is, is, is like, I've only ever had negative experiences with AMD. I've, only, I've had multiple AMD computers, and they've either crapped out on me, the processors have caught on fire, and it's not because of me not taking care of it. I used to take a can of air, not a can of air, I used to turn on my hair. dad's air compressor, and he has a nozzle that blows air, and it's pretty strong, so that it's stronger than the cans, so that you don't, like, while you're shaking, you know how when you shake those yeah. compressed air cans? Yeah, they're both shaking. You, but you know when you're doing this, sometimes it'll shake and that liquid comes out? That terrifies the crap out of me. I don't want that to happen on my computer, obviously. So I always do the compressed air gun from a distance to get all the dust out and take care of it. I kept it nice, breathable, had the fans going in the right direction. My processor still caught on fire. I've only ever had a negative experience with an AMD processor. And my thing is, is like, great, AMD, do all of the things that you're doing. And there's a market out there for you. Like, Absolutely, there are people that are not, there are people like you that are like on principle alone are not gonna go for the biggest thing. On principle alone, you don't go for what the most popular thing is. That's just, that's just the way you are, it's on principle. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, like on, you were an early adopter of Android, not because you thought Android was good, you found out afterwards that it was good. You were an early adopter of Android because you just wanted to go against the mainstream and didn't want to get an I Apple may, phone. The main, the main reason why I went Android is because I didn't want an iPhone or any, uh, back then it was iTouch was the reason why I didn't go. iPhone wasn't really that big that, back then. But there's my, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, there are people out there that will do that. And I'm not one of those people. I will go, I will, not that I will blindly go to where the big names are. That's not the way that I am. Yeah, I, I know. You are the type I do of person that does the research, make sure I do the facts are there. And stuff like that. But I'm going to take the company that's more successful over the, over taking a shot on something that I don't know or don't believe in. Unless there's a lot of good testimonies out there. Yeah. And um, the problem and is. And that's why July 7th is such a big deal. That's where every single dump. Um, test is going to be unbiased because right now the tests are mainly biased and uh that's why people are waiting till the july 7 where the processors drop and all the benchmarks benchmarks go out to the public and that's what determines whether amc ryzen uh second gen is actually successful or not again it probably will be like i'm not gonna doubt amd's success i just don't think it's as big of a deal no, no, it, as, is, it is a big deal. If, as you, is, like, even if it's successful, even if the benchmarks are that great, I don't think it's as big of a deal as you make it up to be. And, be, and here's why, is their success will last for six months. If, if, and this is a real, real possible if, like, like if I had to put a percentage on it, we're looking at like 78% if. AMD comes out on July 7th. And the processors beat the Intel processors. They've got six months to make as much money as they possibly can. Because when Intel comes out with their new processor, you better believe they're going to drop a nuke of a bombshell. And they are and not... People are waiting for that. Intel, 100%. And this is why I hope that it happens with AMD. Intel will 100% revamp all of their production yeah. to make sure that it happens. Intel is that type of company. Yes. And that's why I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, no. Just, I think, just, just I think it is in the sense of like, if that happens and it forces Intel, that's awesome. We're going to get brand new Intel processors that are going to be freaking out of this world and I'm excited and we're going to upgrade all of the computers and do everything to those Intel processors. Awesome. But let's say it comes out and it's just meh. Doesn't change the 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 scape or the landscape very much. It's just another processor that AMD makes at a cheaper price point than what Intel does. And that's kind of what where my head's at. And my head's at, which I've tried to say many times. Hey, I was talking. You tell me, you, you bother, you say like, don't interrupt John. I was like, you interrupted me too. I just kept going until I finished. Go. <laughs> uh, the fact is, um, to make Intel actually move to the way that you're describing Makes it a big deal. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it does. But like, I don't think it does because we're talking in an industry. All right, all right. We're talking. Let me finish. We're talking in an industry where there's only three. There's only three parties, and that third party isn't even real. 
You know what the third party I'm talking about? What is it? Qualcomm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There are three people making, realistically, there are three people making chips right now. There are more, but the major ones, yeah. Dude, there's a billion people making phones. There are three people making phones right now. And I'm not, Google's not one of them. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Google's not one of the top three. The three for, if you don't know what the phones is, Apple, Samsung, Huawei. Those are the three people making phones right now. Everybody else is, eh, good for you. There are three people making processors right now. Intel, AMD, Qualcomm. That's it. Qualcomm's not in the PC game. So that doesn't matter, right? And so the only thing that's out there is AMD and Intel. And Intel, obviously Intel gets lazy because they have like 78% of the market share or whatever. Like we looked this up. And absolutely, when you have that much market share, it does affect... You get lazy. You get complacent. So it's the Call of Duty effect, right? When you're such a successful franchise, you don't care what you're pumping out anymore because people are going to buy it because of the name, right? 100%. I totally agree with you. But that's what AMD exists for. That's why Intel will never let AMD go out of business. In the same way that Apple will never let Microsoft go out of business and vice versa. is because you need something there to show why your product is better and vice versa. AMD's arguing point will forever be we're just as good at a cheaper price point and Intel's argument will always be, we're way better, and that's why you should pay for the that's why you should pay for the for the for the quality of it. Those are their two standing points, right? And so absolutely, if AMD does release it and it is a success and the benchmarks beat it, and you do have to overall haul um the Intel processors to rechange it, yeah, it's a big move, but it's not that big of a move. Intel would have gotten there eventually. Maybe we get there six months early. And maybe I'm, I might be downplaying this like really hard. You are extremely. That's fine. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, think about this. Forces Intel, which they already done, to lower their prices by over four, roughly $400. But on which well, model did they drop? Finish. Which model? They're, they're the 9900. The i9s? Yeah. Okay. No, I think so, yeah. Something like that. Well, uh, well that's because that's important. If you drop $400 on the i7, that's a big deal. The, the if you drop four hundred dollars, which are the highest. Yeah. So if you so it's the i nine. If you drop four hundred dollars on the i nine, not as big of a deal. Those are overpriced anyway, and I'll admit that. It's like it forces them to lower their prices, update their marketing, actually like put like pro- work on processes, overhaul their entire scheme of tick and talk, like you've been saying, mm-hmm. and to like actually like beat like AMD and put. AMD in their place. And it's like, that's just like a huge jump. For, like a move that forces them to actually go through this much effort is considered a big move. I think, but here's, here's why I don't think it's a big move. Because I was part of the, this revolution when Microsoft did it, right? Apple was going for years. They were building up the platform, 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 building, the platform, building all of this stuff up, right? And then I was part of the revolution at Microsoft where they said, you know what? We can do what Apple does, but we can do it better. And Apple kind of forced Microsoft to get into the computer game and the PC game, and they did it with such a force. They came with such intensity that they, you know, they changed the face of laptops and computers for the first time ever, right? You can now buy a Microsoft computer. Um, And I feel like moves like this are just inevitable, and that's why I don't think that they're a big deal. I feel like... It was inevitable that AMD was going to work overtime and work hard to catch up to Intel. And then Intel was going to, for six to eight, six to nine months, go into overspeed, put AMD in their place, like you said, and, and then move on. So I might be downplaying this. I'm objectively looking at it now. This might be a bigger deal than it is. But I think I, think I come from a place of downplaying it because I worked at Microsoft when they went through their overhaul. When they went through that whole marketing no, no, change, no, no, and I stuff. understand. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to be unbiased. It's like you very hard. It's like, like you're coming you, as you an AMD fan. It deep inside your subconscious that you don't even know you're doing it. But do I my, know I'm doing the, it? The, I go the, out of my way to the, do take it. Take my word for it. It is a big deal. This Ryzen second gen, but and, it's AMD, so it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but it's like this is like gonna change like the fact. It's like including since the fact that both Nintendo and Sony are going to use AMD chips. Yeah, it's a big deal. But didn't they use AMD chips before? uh, No. 
I'm pretty sure Sony used it for the PlayStation 4, uh, didn't they? I think Sony used their own chip. Like, they Did made they? their own chip. Uh, I, would, I would like to look into that. Uh, Not because I'm trying to prove you wrong, but the, I'm actually curious now. Yeah, the fact that they um, both are using this just makes the name AMD stand out more. Because uh, you go up to a random person, is your computer with i7? They instantly know what you're talking about. Now, if you I don't to, even know the AMD families. No, 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 no. If you go to someone say, uh, does it have a Ryzen 5? You'll just look confused. Like, you'll know what that means. Like, if you're a computer person. Yeah, if you're a computer person, like, you'll know what it means. But, but like, I don't know. A random like, what stranger. Is the, what is the Ryzen 5 equivalent to Intel? Is it the i5 or is it the i7? It's the Ryzen 5. It's the equivalent to the i5. So, okay. essentially, it's the same number mechanism. They so have a five, three. Seven, oh, yeah. Five, seven, three. Oh, five, seven. Three, five, seven. Three, three nine. five, seven, and nine. Okay. So, they have the equivalent thing just to make it more, like, easier you... for people to compare. Intel should sue AMD. <laughs> just for craps and giggles. Just do it. <laughs> um, you brought it up. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Go ahead. Let's make this our last topic that we talk All right. about. Um... You talk about Sony going with the PlayStation to AMD. Now, here's a big deal. Um, you brought this up, so I'm just going to bring it up and I'm going to let you kind of explain it. All right. You brought it up. You were the one that introduced me to this. Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo partnered up, sent a letter um, about the tariffs when it comes to um, the tariffs in China and what it's going to do to the gaming industry and the manufacturing. So tell that story. Go. All right. Essentially, um, recently... Um the U.S. government has issued a tariff on China exports. Yeah, we've we've gone over that. Yes, uh, you did see this in a previous podcast, but I'm just uh, giving no, a little no, no, no. summary. Um, I'm trying to call back to other podcasts, and get it, more people to listen. Yeah, go back and listen to some podcasts. Um, yeah, so essentially, um, this uh, caused both, um, Google, I mean, not Google, um, Sony... Nintendo and Microsoft. You think maybe Google was like one of the, you know how like John Hancock's Oh yeah, since, since Google was making a sta- sta- um, stadia. No, no, yeah. no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how like in the, on the Declaration of Independence, like John Hancock's signature is the biggest and then you got like this little like guy that no one remembers. You think maybe Google's signature was just like there at the bottom, but no one got to it because like the stadia, no one cares. Like people care, but like Google's like just now getting into the console game. And yeah, it's not... so stadia is like a big news right now, but... People just say it's gonna flop, and I agree. We agree. Hundred percent agree. We, we, with we it. both agree with that's gonna flop. We're not there yet. Internet speeds are not there yet. We'll get to that later in yeah, a different we'll, episode because we'll I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft got together and wrote a letter, which is kind of unheard of, and sent it to the American government, saying this uh, tariff is a bad mistake. Um, you should not. Um, you should remove it because. Lots of people will be losing their jobs. Um, there's gonna be um, increased price of production. Price production. So like you could actually see the PS5 and Xbox, Xbox Scarlet, Scarlet being so much um, more, more expensive, expensive than it could have been. And um, which leads me, I'm gonna stop you there. Go ahead. Not because of your telling or like I want to stop you there because this is the point that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Not to bring that up. I we're not gonna get political. No, we're not. That's the information. The information is there is a new tariff on imports coming from China. Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony partnered up to send it. You guys can formulate your opinions. That's on your prerogative. Yeah, we're trying to say completely unpolitical. Yep. Right in the middle. But here's the thing. After that news broke, unrelated to it, people started speculating what the cost of the PlayStation 5 is going to be. One, it's confirmed. It's going to be the PlayStation 5 is the name of the console. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Two, we know all the specs that are going to be in the PlayStation 5. They've released it. So we know all the hardware. Yes. And people started speculating what the price was going to be, including with this tariff stuff and everything like that. And if you had to guess, you didn't read the article. I read the article four times, and I didn't send it to you on purpose. If you had to guess, what do you think, what do you think Sony... I'm going to ask you three things. Where would you like the PlayStation 5 to be priced at? Be realistic. Right? What would you like it to be priced at? What's the current PS4? Well, let me finish All my right, three cool. questions. What would you like it to be priced at? What do you think they will actually price it at? What do you think this article priced it at? So those are the three questions. Got it? Current PlayStations are $299. $299. I believe. 
I think they were released around three ninety nine. They were. Yes. Uh, so I'm re- I'm I'm assuming that the no, no, let's go through it. What would you like it to be priced at? For you, if you want to buy it. I thought the first one was the... No, what would you like it to be priced at? What I would like it to be priced at would be roughly 400 So three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. yeah. What do you think they will actually release it at? You can say the same number. If you think they're going to release it at three ninety nine. you can say it. But I just want you to... What do you actually think Sony is going to do? I feel like they might do it like four fifty nine ninety nine. I just do the $9.99 just for the hell of it. <laughs> you think they'll, they'll just drop a console at four sixty? Yeah. Okay. What do you think the article said it was going to cost? Be- including all of this, whatnot, and all this uh, <sighs> hubbub. Hub. I feel like it's an exaggerated number, so I'm going to guess really high, uh, roughly five fifty. So you're wrong. <laughs> um, on on that on that last one, because the other two were opinions. They're yeah. great opinions. I agree with you. Let me go through the questions myself. If where would I like the console to be priced at? You're absolutely right. Three ninety nine. I think that's that's the perfect number. It's three ninety nine. Yeah. Because remember, console gaming is supposed to be an alternative to PC gaming. Yeah. You right. Don't you don't want to spend much. the same money that you're going to spend on PC. You get a console. Right. So yeah. it's supposed to be affordable. What do I what do I think Sony will actually do? I think Sony will go four ninety nine. It's my belief in here, in my gut, in my soul, and in my maple leaf. So uh, we want my belief better than his belief since it's um, cheaper. <laughs> here's what the article said. Because of the tariffs and because of the cost of the technology that's in it, and we don't know what the deals are between Sony and AMD and all of this stuff, they think that logically the cost of that console can be six ninety nine. So I was right about it being an exaggerated high number. And that's, but they broke it down. You can find they, the article they, they, online. They explained the, they, why it will be that high. Yeah. yeah, they did a really, really good job explaining where the cost comes in and all of that stuff, including the tariffs and everything like that. And they said that it's a bad move if Sony does that, not because of the cost. People will go buy a PlayStation 5 no matter what. Yeah. But because what will happen is it will force people to PC gaming. Yeah. If you're paying $700 for a console, why that not pay the horrible. extra 300 bucks? And get a PC gaming computer. Yeah, and you get so much more better experience for that price. Yeah. So, but that's not it. They went back to, do you know why PlayStation 4 was more successful than the Xbox One? Uh, what what the price was the point. domino? 100%. It was the price It was the price, the price point. point. It was uh, 150 No, 100 yeah, hundred dollars more. Three ninety nine when it dropped versus four ninety nine for the Xbox because the Xbox forced you to get. And the um, it was like a huge thing. It's like people were like just saying it's like people when they announced the price, the audience was were silent. There were no cheering. They were expecting cheering, and it was just silent. And then the fact that they it, didn't have enough product to send out. Well, that was with everybody. That was Sony and Microsoft. Was Sony that? and yeah, I was part of those launches it was Sony and Microsoft that didn't change that wasn't the part of it at all the part of it that got people is you have to remember who's buying these consoles they're not people like me and you we're not the majority it's not us that can make our or own decisions exception. where we know where we're gonna buy both no matter what it's the parents right? it's parents and what do parents look at over anything yeah parents Price say, point. parents are like or am I going to pay the extra it's hundred like, bucks for the Xbox, or am I just going to get the PlayStation? Our child's going to enjoy either or. They're going to get the games so just no matter get the what. Cheaper one. Get the cheaper one, and that led to the success of PlayStation. Now, whether you believe your console is better, I'm not going to get into a console war with you. Statistically speaking, if the Xbox One X were to come out at the at the same exact price point, not the X, I'm sorry, but if the Xbox One was to come out at the same exact price point, we would have a whole different landscape. Um, it would be a much more competitive scene, but because it's $100 cheaper and it, almost, it took Microsoft almost six to eight months to release the Xbox One without the Kinect at the same price as the, it was the a big deal. That popular. It died after a year or two. Yeah. So, again, but what's happening is people are believing that Microsoft is going to bite the bullet on the Xbox Scarlet. What do you mean by bite the bullet? They're just, just going to ex- Just accept the loss. Oh. Mm, because oh. they have the infrastructure for it. Office, make, Office and Windows make them that much money that they're just going to bite the bullet on the loss for Xbox, price it at $499, and if Sony comes out and releases their thing at $599 or even $699, which is what people are expecting, Xbox wins the market again. And that would be a big deal. It would be a huge deal. That's why I brought it up. 
because this is a huge implication. Sony is a massive infrastructure. They, they're a massive company, but they're not Microsoft. Yeah, essentially. Uh, they do not so have the Sony revenues. Sony is the AMD. No, 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 no. To, uh, they're different AMD. things. They're different things. The thing is, is they've diversified their interest. The best way to explain it is Samsung and Apple. They're different companies. Yes. They, they have similar products. Samsung does laptops. Uh, Apple does laptops. They do phones. But Samsung has decided to go, like, they've got televisions, uh, dishwashers, so at this point, fridge. Um, They're different things. Sony. Microsoft is Samsung. Microsoft, Microsoft is, is Samsung. Samsung. Apple is, uh, is Sony. In the sense that when it yeah, comes to taking a loss on the phones, they can do that. Because they have other streams of revenue to fall back on. To fall back on. Where Sony has those other streams of revenue, but Microsoft is way bigger. Yeah, Microsoft could still make like a lot of money I from think, the game I think sales. Microsoft, correct me if I'm wrong, and people in the comments will, but I think for the first 13 years of Xbox, it was the first 13 years of Xbox, Microsoft, uh, Xbox division didn't make a single dollar. And uh, they were operating at a loss. And just think about this. I don't think my group Xbox Scarlet has announced anything except that it's going to be running on a Ryzen processor. So they could essentially overhaul like, a lesser system, a cheaper system, and then later on, after the release of the cheaper system, release the like, X version of the Scarlet. Well, they're going to do that, but I don't think they're going to purposely sandbag to release a better version. Hey, you Processor, know. Dude, processors <laughs> come out quick enough. Like companies are scummy, but they're not that scummy. They like it's just not like you release because you have to remember these things need to last ten years. So with the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, that's about what their life cycle is at. We've had these consoles for. A... I've had my console since Xbox was released. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How long ago was that? That was that's a while ago. It was like seven or eight years, right? Yeah. It, it makes it a little rattling though. It's whenever I power it up, but yeah. I think that's fine. <laughs> Um, mine is about to explode every time I look at it, so mm, I don't know there. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. They were looking at the breakdown. Yeah, that was they, like a huge change. Especially because if you come, if dude, if you look at it and you look at it objectively, I am a Microsoft fanboy. I love Microsoft. I'll bleed those colors. And right? when I mentioned this teraflop, you thought it was in a big deal. No, I don't. I still don't think it's a big deal. I think I think companies will move eventually if this stays in place, which it won't. Um, I think companies just move to other places. Or they find ways around it. They'll find ways around it. I don't think. Like again, it sucks. It's like I have friends that being that are being affected by it. I have friends at Microsoft. Yeah, I have people at Microsoft that work for Xbox that are no longer employed. Um, things like that, and it does suck. But I get why it's happening. But again, we're not going to get political. The thing that I want to go back to is Sony. The ball is in Sony's court right now. Microsoft has done absolutely nothing to get this press. Like, they're not the ones who released the article. They're not the ones who came out and said this stuff. They just released the info of what's going to be inside the Scarlet. And people, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Not entirely. Not the no. whole thing. In the same way that we don't know everything that's going inside the, the PlayStation. Yeah. We can speculate based off of the past, processor. right? Yeah, exactly. Based off of the past and what, where we're going, we can make assumptions. But... The assumption is now, hey, um, what's going to happen? Sony does not have the infrastructure or the money to fall back on to sustain a loss for the entire life cycle of the PlayStation 5, where Xbox does. They can, they can 100% take the Xbox Scarlet, and I love that name. I think they should just hold it. I know, I agree. I think they should just keep it Scarlet. I think that's freaking awesome. That the Scarlet, just keep it, like, just take the loss on it. Live through this console, and then when you do the Scarlet 2, or the Scarlet 360... Oh, no, they won't name it Scarlet. They'll probably name something else, like... No, no, no. Asuru or no, no, they, they, Torque Course. No, they're going to they're gonna follow the same structure they did with the original Xbox. It's going to be Xbox Scarlet 360. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to go from the Xbox Scarlet, Scarlet 360 one. to the Xbox Scarlet 1, and, and then we're going to get a 1X. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you can last... If, yeah, if you can go through Scarlet, at a loss, you can if you go flip to Xbox it. Scarlet One X, you can flip it for the next generation. If you think about the future, you can flip it back in your favor. 
you can flip the perspective of the world yeah. and what the what the main console is for the world is because right now undoubtedly it's PlayStation. Yeah. But if you want to, if you just want to, if you just want to take the loss, you can. You can throw the ball. You can take the ball back and own it. All right. You have anything uh, last minute that you want to bring up? I had something, but it's in my mindset now. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being your beautiful selves. Um, we really appreciate uh, again you guys dealing with all the stuff that's happened recently. Again, I'm gonna take blame on that one. That's on me. Uh, you know, through thick, uh, through sickness and through health and through all that stuff, I should be able to do this podcast. Um, I am serious about this, and I want to do it uh, for you guys and do it well and do it the right way. Um, so it won't happen again. Uh, make sure that we're going to have that stuff and we're going to have everything going. Um, any last minute words? Nope. All right. My oh, name I'm is... excited about the Coke tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Very excited. Um, my name is Tigo. My name is Sean. And we're out. Hey, guys. This is Tigo with Level 1 Sidekicks. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast today. If you want to stay connected with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, or hop into the Discord channel to chat. We'd also really appreciate it. If you subscribe to the Patreon page, it helps us out a ton. Helps us get some really cool, new, exciting things going for the podcast. Other than that, we hope you have a great one.